This is the Formation Lab. Welcome one, welcome all to the Formation Lab, and I am proud to announce it's race season, boys. I'm Luke. I'm joined, as always, by my partners in crime, Tim, and our intrepid producer, Dylan. Tim, I always go to you first. So, Dylan, how are you doing? Listen, I want you... I want you to take your pants off right now, wherever you're at. If you're at your cousin's bar mitzvah, if you're at church, if you're at the car dealership, I want you to take your pants off and swing them around. I want you to see the the nearest TV to you, and I want you to kick it because race season is back. If you are at a bar mitzvah and you take your pants off, your Aunt Susan is going to come and kick your ass. Don't do that. They'll understand. It's race season, baby. She's going to be like, you know what? You know what? Any other week? I, I hey, wouldn't do that, but it's race I have, season. <laughs> I have Aunt Susan. I know she's unforgiving because she doesn't care because I don't call my mom enough. Just stop it. You know what else is unforgiving? How about those McLarens, huh? Ooh. Ooh, ooh. That was painful, the look, man. That, 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 <laughs> that hurt. That really hurt. Uh, so, yeah, I, you so, know, watching Daniel Ricardo in the same exact spot where George Russell passed out nearly in 2020, or 2021 or whatever, 2020. I don't even know what year it is anymore. <laughs> okay all right all right so for those of you joining us uh the formula one season over the gulf air firing grand prix uh happened today we're recording it on the sunday as well as the indycar expel 375 which was i mean that is uh, you'll see that on the highlights package for a few years to come race yeah, because someone here, still I- needs to call the police <laughs> i watched a, i watched a robbery you watched a theft, that's what i watched theft. A Scott theft. McLaughlin moved to America and got mugged. He got, He's he telling got... all the Kiwis about it. <laughs> hey, although that is the most St. Louis thing ever. Yeah, it is. You know, it that is. is. Hey, Scott, welcome to St. Louis. Um, you're going to get mugged a lot. Um, okay, so, and so... This, that guy just happened to have a really great set of teeth. <laughs> he does. Inside the... jokes. Inside jokes. So, XFL 375, he got mugged. And, you know, it's really weird because no one got shot. I was in Texas. I was no joke. I was in Fort Worth for a drag race this morning. Like, I flew out of Dallas at like 5 a.m. It was brutal on one hour of sleep. But uh, after you watched at least one car completely get obliterated. Oh, my gosh. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, so uh, I flew out of Dallas and no joke. The track there, the drag strip there has a sign that says no guns, no drugs. Welcome to Extreme Raceway Park. So that is how you know you're a Texas baby is when you can start going like, oh, no guns, no drugs. Let's go racing, boys. Didn't you just lose three-fourths of Texas's interest? Yeah, I mean, right? I mean, that's... The, that's the other fourth is employed, so... <laughs> well, no, no, no. Four. I was going to say that, yeah, the other... We didn't talk about the Cowboys yet, so the Cowboys... <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, anyway, so let's talk... Uh, you don't want to do... Indy, let's do Formula One first. It is their season opener. Yes, IndyCar is their second race. So, uh, Formula One Gold Fair Bahrain Grand Prix. And, uh, gentlemen, this is an audio only podcast. So, raise your hand if you got that one wrong. Uh, yeah, that'd be me. Yeah, Dylan, you raise your hand. Tim. I Tim. made no bones that I knew anything about it. I made <laughs> educated guesses. Everybody got it wrong. Ryan got it wrong. This is the first time Ryan's got a prediction wrong. <laughs> And, and, you know, and we're going to spoil the daylights out of this, yeah. but I mean, not one of us saw Guan Yu Zhou having a great time. No. And he did. Um, he did. So here's the thing. I think this is the, the title of this show is it's 2022. All bets are off. Um, <laughs> That's too it's, it's too, 
I like, I like, I like, hmm, what do I like? I like, uh, we got it wrong. That's a good one. Uh, Dylan, you're a good title maker. What are we, what are we doing? Stop the count. Stop, Stop the, the count. count. <laughs> oh, God. Since Tim is the Tifosi now. I am. Yeah, Tim's I am a, a Tifosi. I am a member. I, let's I, get. <sighs> okay. So let's get into it. Yeah, let's, let's get into the let's race. Get into let's the get into the race. We can talk about your Tifosi. Yeah. So let's talk about, tif- let's talk about qualifying. Then we'll go in reverse grid order uh, as the uh, race happens. So Tim qualifying let's talk about uh, tell me about qualifying qualifying well we saw some early exits that were a bit shocking shocking um the the first was that neither of the aston martins made it into q2 um which was bizarre um nico hulkenberg was filling in as the super substitute um for sebastian vettel i'm sure that you know while he was there uh, he did Seb's laundry and a whole bunch of other stuff around the team just to try to get a job. Um, but his showing wasn't too good. Hulk Lance Troll wasn't too gently. good. Yes, Hulk treat things gently. Um, but one guy did sneak through to Q2 that uh, I think was unexpected, and that was Alex Albon, um, yes. who looked to be having just a good old time. Um, he's glad to be back. There's no pressure on him all, almost whatsoever. Even in the race, it looked good, but we'll we'll get to him. Um, the other really distressing uh, out in Q1 was Daniel Ricciardo. Um, the McLarens, it has to be said, looked god-awful. They're dog water, long. dude. They're they are, absolute dog water. <laughs> they are lost in the back. I don't know if, you know, pushing the push and pull rod, you know, switching those up, it has completely boned them. I blame, that I blame their paint scheme. I blame their paint scheme. Oh, I blame the return of black. All right. When was the last time McLaren had a lot of black in it? All right. Well, That's I right. mean, obviously right. it was back in 2016 when the Honda mm-hmm. experiment went all wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Black is a cursed color. Okay. You know what you're overlooking here is that the moment they put, the android logo on the car the car started running about as good as an android phone oh oh all right so i'm gonna right sorry sorry randy and mute dylan (laughs) (laughs) um dylan answer me a quick question do you want press passes for the bomberito 500 this year androids are great (laughs) that's what i thought (laughs) um but it it must be said that the McLaren has every problem. Uh, it has it overheating issues. Yeah. It has it has braking issues. It has reliability things coming up. They can't push, you know. And then they have really. I'm surprised uh, McLaren yeah. is spelled right on the car at this point, dude. <laughs> Genuinely, no. It really does feel like everything has gone wrong. This James Key first edition is garbage. Um, and the other thing that you know was. Uh, really distressing was that they they also made really bad strategy calls so yeah. lando norris just to just to kind of you know shore up qualifying didn't get out of q2 the the car just was not good um and then okay. uh but to finish up uh q3 we had charles Leclerc uh in p1 carlos signs in p2 and max verstappen uh pipping the middle and uh starting on the front row with charles leclerc now that was interesting for a couple of reasons one it showed that ferrari did have true pace and looks pretty good They're, they should be confident in their product uh two is that max and for red bull aren't almighty um no. and we found that out in a big bad way in the race 
Uh, but we did have some awesome stuff in Q in the in the qualifying. The one thing that I know that we were all excited by was the guy who showed up in P7, and the only reason he didn't get higher was because of a fuel or an oil issue that came up. But that was one Kevin Magnuson. I am thrilled yeah. for him. Not just Kevin Magnuson in P7, but the other Haas looked fine too. The uh, Mick Schumacher. Look, I know when one of you finishes seven and the other finishes five spots down, that's bad. But Mick Schumacher, his best qualification performance to date, uh, a P12 about ahead of Lando Norris and right behind Esteban Ocon as well. So, I mean, I there's reason to believe for the Haas as we move into the race let's Shall move into do- the race before the race started we did have a really cool moment between kevin magnuson and uh nico hulkenberg as a hello and everybody said we're ready for the 2017 uh season to start this is great it's definitely not a throwback um but that was kind of cool also k mag did put on his instagram uh him sitting in the cockpit of the haas and his daughter got to sit in with him his very very young i think sub six month old daughter um so that was a cool moment for him but the race itself one of one of my favorite one of my favorite pre-race moments by the way is martin brundle's grid walk which i was watching this on a plane that was taxiing dallas fort worth uh anyway but uh uh martin brundle goes up to jules holland and he's like who do you fancy for the race here and jules holland is just clearly like i have no bleeping idea (laughs) like what the mclarens look fast don't they (laughs) and you can see martin brundle like process like the you picked the worst team like like oh you could have said any other team relative to a commuter car yeah yeah but that's about it relative to my chevy tahoe yeah yeah. from 2002 um you know what scratch that i'm not sure that car could beat my prius on the drag strip probably not (laughs) Um, but I will say this, uh, F1 TV pro has gone away from sky feed this year, which how was that? I, I honestly, didn't watch it. I watched on the, uh, the ESPN. I didn't mind it. Didn't mind Dylan, it. What'd you think? No, like they copied oh. some stuff, but it was, you know, not bad. Julian Palmer watched, did a good job. I watched the sky feed, so I wasn't able to. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm the only one that had the F1 TV pro, uh, feed, but, uh, I thought Julian Palmer did a good job. Um, you know, I felt that the guy who did the lights out and away we go was just a plagiarist. Um, yeah, but well, you know, you, how, what, what else are you going to say? I mean, you got to find your own thing, but right. But I mean, that's Crofty's thing. Leave Crofty alone. So, so, uh, moving into the race, we're going to do reverse grid order. We're going to bring, okay. we should bring that back. Just reverse grid order. None of the sure. team stuff, just reverse grid order. Let's Pierre Gasly, not classified, grabs a DNF after he catches on fire. Uh, <laughs> you know not the least not the worst fire i've ever seen in that location to be honest with you but no a fire to be to be had there uh and that kind of uh belays a trend for the next two because our next two in 19th and 18th and we'll hit both of these max verstappen and checo perez uh yeah it wasn't a great week for the honda boys was it uh 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 Correction. Oh, oh, hold on. The hold on. The, the Red, Red Bull, Bull boys. The yes. Red Bull boys. That's... And it's HRC, uh, Honda Racing Components. I was gonna say they still have an H in there somewhere. There is an it's H. Awful. There is. It's an H. literally just named him. Not a not the best week though. It, it was not the best week. No. Um. It you know seventy five percent failure. Uh. With your power unit, that's not good. Um, but no, it was, it was that. And then, uh, Max was complaining of a few things. One, uh, he had to let the Ferrari go because his tire or his, uh, brakes were overheating. 
Then he had, you know, really bad steering issues for a while, which everybody heard. Uh, but I think what it comes down to at the end of the day is that something is going on with that power unit and then their fuel lines. It also said they didn't have enough fuel, which was weird. Uh, and then Checo Perez stalled his car. Like he, it just, just stalled out and then stopped working. It just, it turned off in the middle of the turn. And, you know, Dylan, you said uh, before the show, you said that they're, they think it was a fuel pump or something like that, which is, a, it's a standard part, right? Yep. It's a yeah, spec that's part. That's what they're, but... they're, they're saying right now. And apparently other teams had uh, issues and they investigated it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out and why it was only them that had the the problem. That's what I was going to say. It could have been an issue. At, it popped up as the cars were on low fuel. So yeah. that kind of gives you a hint as to what might have happened. It could have been, I don't know, a, a lack of reinforcement in the fuel tank, right? Well, it, my it, problem it, is is that if it was a spec part that failed, right? Red Bull is going to go, well, it's a spec part, not our fault, right? Which, I mean, to be fair, but also if every other car was having that kind of issue, if, if most if other teams had that issue, why did Red Bull fail to deal with it for functionally three out of four of their cars? Why, how, why did Mercedes? Well, I think Gasly was a different problem. Was, was yeah, Gasly was, was a different problem, right? That, so two still, out of the four of their cars? Two, that, two out of the four of their cars had a why fuel Red pump Bull, issue. Why did Ferrari finish? Why did Mercedes To play finish? devil's why advocate, did, sometimes you get a batch of bad components right it could have been a bad batch that ended up going to red bull and maybe they all of theirs are bad right it, or it could have been oversight on them and it's too early to really tell we'll probably find out midweek exactly what happened but i don't and think I it'll think, be something that'll continue to happen no but i do think it's interesting that we've that they've shifted to in-house and then now we're starting to have reliability issues so i think that it came down to if i understand the explanation enough is that everybody has noticed a weird temperature issue mm -hmm. and Red Bull clearly didn't deal with it uh, in a good way. And if it, if the MG UK failed so early on, uh, on Gasly's car, I think that's the more alarming thing is that Gasly is a pretty smooth driver. Um, mm -hmm. I can't imagine that that bodes well for the rest of them. But that being said, Yuki Sonoda, brought home the only pride for Red Bull this weekend. And he did an admirable job finishing, I believe, P10? P8. 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 Well done. Well done, Yuki. P10 was Guan Yu Zhou. Sorry. Guan Yu Zhou. Yeah, okay. So can I also just say, I found it very interesting as we kind of dot ourselves along grid here. Crofty called him by the Cantonese, you know, uh, in Cantonese or in Mandarin. I'm not. I'm not familiar with either of those languages, but I know in Chinese you flop, you flip flop, you know, first names and last name, right? So uh, you would be Martin Tim, right? So uh, uh, Crofty was saying Zhou Guan Yu, right? Or yeah. And I was like, what? I, it it well, puzzled I jumped, me a little bit because he, did, he reversed. I did jump it. in the text and I'm like, have we been calling him the wrong thing this whole no, time? So his I was first, horrified. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my God, what if he actually listens and he's offended by what we've said? And I didn't even mean to. Like, I, I you know, yeah. I'll so, offend anybody. Like, I, so, I don't care. But so his you know, family I don't wanna, name yeah. is, is Joe. And in, in English speaking countries, we put that at the end, right? And they flip flop it. So it's Joe Guan Yu, uh, Guan Yu being his personal name, his family name is Joe. The thing is, though, is like when he says Joe Guan Yu, he says Guan Yu. I'm like, okay, Guan Yu. And I'm looking for that on the standings. Like, okay, but 
it doesn't say Guan Yu anywhere, right? And I'm like, it's just, it's weird to me to hear, you have to listen for the first name when he says it. Does that make sense to me? I'm like, I don't know why you would, you would flip it for speakers, for uh, English speakers, but you wouldn't flip it on the scoreboard. Yeah. The scoreboard is a, is something that I want yeah. to bring up because my God, it is so much it worse is this so year. bad. I yeah. like whenever there's just the color palettes they would yeah. put on there because you can easily spot the team. And if you spot the team, you know exactly the, the driver that's there. And so they put the logo there, which is kind of hard to spot because it's not, you know, well, you can't and they're just all quickly white glance logos. over. Yeah. And they're all white and logos over a black background and they're 10 pixels high. And not only that, but uh, half the time they're just displaying the driver number, right? Yeah. And I'm a big F1 fan. Tim's a big F1 fan. Dylan, you're a big F1 fan. I don't know anyone that's not employed by the F1 that could be like, oh, right, uh, Nico Hulkenberg. His number was, hold on, um, 27? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 18. I, that's that's Lance Stroll. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's it's not, why do we have to have numbers being a thing? It, it's That's a, kind of a North American thing, to be honest with you. That's an IndyCar NASCAR thing. It's smaller. They have a slightly different font, so you can't read it as well. Yes, um, that's and the I other thought, thing, too. I thought it was just kind of a stupid thing overall, and I hope they change it back as soon as humanly possible. New opening uh, for their whole production, I think, looks pretty good. I thought um, they got good. They got K-Mag in there, which, you know, within with a week to spare, hey, good on you. That's pretty nifty. They yeah, all look um, serious, but Max. K-Mag just looks happy. He's like, this is great. You know, my I, only problem I didn't expect this. is that is that like the lighting on some of the photos that they have are dark. So like you know when the when Charles Leclerc, their Charles Leclerc is running up in first, and he like they show like his picture, you know, in the in the scoreboard in the standings. Uh, he looks like a freaking, and, and not because he's a good looking man. It just looks like he's legitimately shot like a male model. He's like doing blue steel, like turning around, like ooh yeah. And like the lighting <laughs> is nice and dark. And I'm like, I look like I'm like looking at a Chanel number five ad. It's really weird. <laughs> Alrighty then. Like, like seriously, I, it looks like, it looks like you like whack when magazines were a thing and you'd be flipping through and you'd find like the, the whatever per, you know, like cologne for men ad. And it was that one dude, like just yeah. hyper serious looking back at you. Dylan, beautiful yeah. men. Beautiful men. <laughs> But uh, so, of that, yeah, I kind of like I have a soft spot for George Russell because he is extremely British and he has no upper lip and neither do I. So <laughs> no. you, you save a lot. You save a lot with your mustache, with your yeah. beard combo. It disguises it. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, the start of the race. Uh, uh, no, we got to we got to keep moving up the grid. Move up okay, the grid. Okay, fine. Come on. Come on. All right, you're good. Uh so so but okay, so a little but behind yeah, the so scenes thing. I was thinking instead of instead of like rego like ooh, the start of the race. It's like why are you, people are listening, they've seen the race. So we should talk about the racers instead well, of like, let's Well, then let's so, talk about Max because Max did deliver some of the best ever in well, to begin a race, to, to begin a season. Let's do uh, it. Uh, well, I was gonna go into Nico Hulkenberg and how he didn't do anything. Okay, so Max was okay. So Max for stopping. I was gonna say that okay. it was a DNF. Yeah, Max. Yeah. So we gotta talk did, about Max yeah, first. Let's talk about Max first. Uh, we already did. We're going. We we're. Oh my gosh, dude! I I'm working on one hour of sleep and a flight. 
I'm frazzled. So Max Verstappen, we we're on Max Verstappen and Checo Perez. Max Verstappen, I think it was interesting to me to see he got into a battle, and that's one of the big stories of this race. His battle with Charles Leclerc coming in from second, make the pass on the front stretch, going into first. And then he just lose it on the second straight, right? So when you think of Bahrain, there's really four separate straights. Uh, there's a start straight. There's a turn right with a little jog left. Second straight, a third straight that runs parallel, uh, but the opposite direction of the front straight. And then there's a fourth straight that feeds into the first straight. Uh, second straight, Charles Leclerc just comes right back and storms back. I thought it was very uncharacteristic of Max because Charles Leclerc admitted that he was letting Max pass on the front stretch because he knew that he could just immediately trounce him on the second straight, which worked what three, four consecutive laps in a row. It and was, I thought it was uncharacteristic of max to keep falling for that. Well, the thing is from where I was sitting, it looked like max was still operating on 2021 rules, which is if you pass somebody in a big, bad way, typically they get lost in your wake and you can just take off into the sunset. That's not the case this year, um, where if you get passed, you can fight back instantly. And Charles had the 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 wherewithal and the presence of mind to say to say to himself, I'll just keep my powder dry until the next straight where I can take him back and DRS is gonna be activated immediately and I'll be able to have a good run. Cause Ferrari, no two bones no bones about it, had more horsepower. They had more pace in that car. Max was never gonna pass him. Max was never gonna win on merit alone so yeah. that always made sense max Didn't the red bull have better uh straight line speed i it thought you'd have better straight did. line speed which is interesting to me because if it has better straight line speed you would expect this to be their track right it's bahrain it's a power circuit like i said there's four freaking we're, straights on this track all, worth a darn and if we're talking like straight line speed it wasn't that much it wasn't a ton and it, it was a it was a small margin and in the turns ferrari was far better so, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's just one of those things where Ferrari had the overall pace. For Ferrari sure. will, will have another, uh, next, next, the next race, Ferrari will have a much clearer advantage as, you know, we're not going to a power circuit next. We're going to what, Saudi Arabia next, right? So, um, I, I'm not sure what Red Bull is going to do there. I think Red Bull gets trounced to the tune of a one, two in the next race. Another thing about Red Bull, okay, is Max Verstappen, and I know we 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 get on Max a lot. Uh, Max, dude, the dude was just a whiny little bee, dude. Like, did did that bother anyone else? So the the it one was... of the stories is that when you come out for your outlap, right? They want don't want you pushing too hard because they want the tires to warm up in a proper way, right? Do you know why that is? Uh, we can why... explain that. You know, ahead, so for this year, it's especially important because they are not allowed to turn the, t the warming blankets up as high as they have been in the past. So you have colder tires that are being put on the car. So you can't push it on your outlap because you're going to send it into the wall. We saw that on Lewis Hamilton's first pit stop. He came out and went into turn one and nearly lost it. Yeah. Yep. So Max Verstappen goes out and they tell them again, Max, do not push, do not push. And he goes... He's a, he gets one lap in. He goes, I could have had like, I could have had first if you just, if I would have pushed, I'm never, ever listening to you again. <laughs> and it sounded like a toddler having a tantrum, dude. Like, well, I'm like, this is, 
This is a world champion, and he just used the term. I'm never ever doing that again. I, he's just Dutch, bro. Yeah, he's just Dutch. He's also <laughs> it, he's dude, he's also really really Dutch or or toddlers. Ooh, man, Dylan, you're pissing off a whole lot of people tonight. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> Dylan here, will stand by it. He's got yeah, no pants on. He exa- can't mess with a guy <laughs> like that. Take the pants off. Exactly. <laughs> Aunt, swing Su- Aunt Susan's coming for you, bro. So, but I, I will say I've heard Lewis make similar calls. I don't like them. I think they're no. bad. Um, I will say that I didn't see Max as blatantly disrespectful on the track that i have in the past um the first dive he took on Charles that was a that was a bit of a mugging mm-hmm. but Charles handled it like a pro just waited two turns and took it back so it was, clean. It, it it was, was aggressive nice and, clean. and clean that's what i hope we see that kind of aggression clean aggression all year. the next in the it. next three laps that was the, they were clean they were good and mm-hmm. you know they gave each other space which was awesome so i'm excited to see how this goes if it if the rest of this year is like that i'm in the cars I, are a complete redo and it's great i i'm i'm with you uh one thing i did appreciate too was there was none of this lions in lions out like they're everybody was told stay in the bleep and white lines and bing bang boom sure enough they did so we didn't have any of the uh any of the questionable oh give that position back so let's move on to uh to some more uh drivers i think we've hit we've hit red bull enough yeah we agree yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk Williams. Uh, what did you guys think? Dylan, you first. Uh, Alex Albon and Nicholas Latifi finishing 13 and 16. I mean, it's Williams. I think it was a spirited drive by him. I think it was solid. Like, they're not going to be fighting for points, I don't think. But mm-hmm. for what they did, I think they that's what they had, right? They got out of the car exactly what they had this weekend. So I think it's a good result for them, all things considered. I don't, I don't see any, anything else to go into there. Uh, we talked, we talked, I mean, like they, they were there. They weren't Williams was the most anonymous team because I feel like Alfa Romeo was more, had more screen time. Williams uh, was just there as a pine. Was pretty uh, I was going to say it's, it's, uh, it was asked and they got I, no coverage. Aston Martin's in trouble. Let yeah? me tell you, they are in a bad spot. They, they, look like they have no idea what they're doing and if i'm not mistaken in the off season they lost a lot of talent yeah not only did they lose talent uh they lost uh they lost uh otmar zafnar no? yeah 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 and that's I, I gonna hurt i think it's a conflict of team ownership i think that's the problem is that it's probably not a great place to work around you know whenever you have ownership that doesn't have extensive racing experience and has a definite you know, definite bias toward one driver yeah. Especially if that driver is your like number two driver should be your yep. your blood kin. Um, yeah. here the I agree with Dylan completely. I think Ashton Martin is in a world of hurt. Um, Mike Jock is not going to be, you know, the guy that Otmar is. Hold on, um, hold on, hold on. You gotta say his actual name. It's Mike Crack. It's Mike Crack. Oh, did I say what did I say, Mike Jock? You said Dude, Mike Jock. Yeah, that's what we should do. We should just keep going and be like, be like, Mike Roch is just not the guy. <laughs> Guys, I'll be honest with you. I've been working all day too. I'm bone dead tired. Um, I'm still trying I've to chase. Been watching racing all day. I, I've been trying. I haven't to, done anything. I've been so trying I, to chase down my clients. Um, so but I've, I, I've been I've been having one of those days where like my flight landed at 9:30 a.m. here in MSP, and. Uh, 
I've been having one of those days. I had stuff recorded, so I just came home. I turned it on. I got like 15 laps in, and I'm like starting to snooze. So like I'm like 20 minutes of sleep. Wake up. Okay, let's continue this race. We get another 30 laps in. <laughs> that that's been that's nice. been my day, man. That's been off and on sleepiness. But uh, so anyway, so I don't think yeah, I don't think Mike Hunt is the guy either. You know, I I just. Don't bring attention to I it. I love it's it. Unfortunately, oh name. my Jeez. god, this is fantastic. But, but I don't think Mike Hunt's the guy. And Omar Zafnauer is not just some rando to be losing, right? It wasn't Cyril Bitbull, you know. It, like Omar's Omar's a straight up G. He knows how to run a team properly, and uh, to get Otmar, rid of him for just some dude. Otmar would be like losing Christian Horner. Yeah, that's I, who I. Yeah, he's that good. Yeah, um, Otmar being gone means that a lot of teams right now uh if you're if you're a head boss in f1 this name isn't toto or christian uh you need to be looking over you know you need to be looking over your shoulder right now because otmar's a big git yeah he is a big git um but they were definitely the most anonymous team but because you're about to go into nico hulkenberg as i next up the reverse grid walk yeah uh, nico hulkenberg we'll hit nico hulkenberg and we'll hit uh guan yu show uh yeah, Nico Hulkenberg, not a, not a great thing. Are we finally willing to admit this weekend? Because I think one of the takeaways for me was uh, it really is a lot car. It really is a lot car. People, huh, Nico Hulkenberg, a very talented driver. The car makes good drivers look like ass, and it makes bad drivers look really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't he's know. the guy I you feel... wanted in the car this weekend, though. Like, uh, yeah. given what happened with vettel him being out you want someone like hulk in the car that's going to be anonymous and just get the car to the end right because and he did you, yeah you want to gather data and everything you don't want someone that's going to push 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 and potentially yeah. damage or crash the car you just want someone to finish the car he's a perfect person for that to just have a boring race yeah and you know the other thing is he's been out of the cars for 18 months so that's a long time to be on the shelf yeah i I just, I wonder, I mean, I know Nico is like the super substitute, right? But part of me is just like, you didn't have anyone in you know, Junior Academy, anyone that, you know, has tested an F1 that has a super license that you couldn't give a, couldn't give a little hint to. To me, you know, you said it's an anonymous, you know, you want an anonymous race, bring it home. To me, I say, this race is a waste. It's your season over <laughs> To have at her and send some rando down there you know <laughs> keep some looking sp- at your phone aston martin's gonna call you up you're like <laughs> you're yeah, just, i want now like, got, yep. this man we, spitting we've heard you're in the top 200 at the gateway carplex and i can't <laughs> we, <laughs> we need that kind of talent here yes yes ryan, we do ryan bjerke taught me everything i know thank you thank you um yeah, so uh, Lance Stroll, P12, again, Aston's in. I think Lance Stroll almost outdrove that car, to be honest with you. Uh, Honestly, I, I think it was too anonymous to really matter. Yeah, I, I just – let's get to a more interesting team. Okay, yes. let's get to a more interesting team. So we've talked McLaren. We've, we've covered our Williams. We've discussed Aston Martin. And that leaves us in P11, one Mr. Mick Schumacher. America, America. Despite the fact he's German, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna 
Oh, it's getting the explicit tag. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. So I will say that, uh, you know, watching Mick and seeing he like how he talks to Kevin Magnuson, the kid's just soaking up everything he can. Mm -hmm. He's very eager to learn. He's very, very humble. Um, you know, at some point we will do a Drive to Survive season four review. Um, you know, watching him in the episode with uh, Haas as a whole was actually physically painful. Um, because it doesn't paint one side of the garage in a good light, but no, no. for him. Well, for I don't, him, I don't think F1, I don't think drive drive paints them in a poor light. I think they paint themselves in a poor light. That I is, agree. that is the one part of drive to survive. I think is, is not the, not a shape, but mirror that I, I think on them, it is on the, on the, that particular on that side one of the garage. Thing, they so, didn't shape the narrative. They held a mirror up to the narrative. Yeah. They just kind of said, you're, you're a douche. <laughs> um, but, but to be honest, you know, Mick always came off as a very humble individual, very happy, always thanking the team for the car, always thanking for the ride. Very like gracious, uh, considering his last name, considering his pedigree, um, it would be very easy not to be. I think he has that level of humility where he will take lessons from anyone. He is very close with Seb. Um, I think that, you know, having K mag as his new kind of shepherd uh will be just a boon for his career and that but that do do we talk about k mag now well uh, i want to we say too what yeah, makes nick's say. run even more spectacular is that he spun at the start yes he got hit by Ocon. wait yeah. did you see the, that was so cool <laughs> yeah the way that he spun it he kept the wheels in the correct dir direction just a smooth operator yeah went it, on, so which put Ocon? him behind because of the tires but with Ocon, you know it was an accident by Ocon, and there was the uh camera footage after the race from Nick's onboard and you see Mick get out of the car and you see Esteban come running up behind him to apologize so that's kind of cool to see Ocon you know own it right away and and say that he's sorry yeah so, and, and it also shows how much respect that Mick has in the garage I mean I think he's a very well-liked guy because he has such a, a cool personality and so with but that's but that here, spin controlling that spin was something that you see out of a veteran driver Mm -hmm. That's how he got spun and he kept that car going. So hats off to, to Mick. That was a great, great reaction. I got a lot of things wrong, um, but I might've said something about don't underestimate second season Mick Schumacher. And I might've put the Haas the highest out a of new mythical driver out of all of our uh, yeah, mythical driver, second season Mick Schumacher. Oh um, but I also hey, might've put the Haas highest of any of us as we continue talking about Haas. You Let's did, but Kevin, go ahead, go ahead. But, but did you see P3 in the Constructors' Championship after the first race? Because I don't think anybody saw that coming. No. No, no, no but I'm, I'm closest to the pin. That's all that matters. It's hand grenades, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah, no. Yeah, Kevin let's Magnuson. talk about the other guy. Kevin Magnuson, uh, P5. I don't, with all due respect to Kevin Magnuson, he's a fantastic driver. I threw a bigger fit. You can go back in the annals of of the formation lap, I threw a bigger fit of them getting rid of Kevin Magnuson than I did uh, Roman Groshan. Because uh, Kevin Magnuson, to me, I'm like, he's not going to throw, he's not going to be Lewis Hamilton, but he's going to be a pretty steady bleeping driver. He's, he's going to put he's the car. He's always been fast. He's going to put the car where it belongs and maybe one to two spots ahead of it. He can extract the absolute most out of a car. Yeah, he can. And for most of his career, he's been in shit boxes, you know. Yeah, that will well, he extracts thing, right? the most out of them. Is this isn't so much Magnuson? driving like a bat out of hell which he did it's just the Haas is that good right now <laughs> i was just say, and 
I'm excited. First and foremost, both pit stops went great for both drivers. Everything oh, was great. On. I got I got to pull this up because I got to figure out. We I think they we all said that they are not Australia. I think yeah, we all yeah. said that it was going to be Australia. Dylan, we yeah, had a thing yeah, on the pre- on the uh, prediction uh, episode last week where we said, does Haas have a pit stop bungle in the first race of the season or in Australia? Oh. <laughs> it was Australia. We all went unanimously I uh, will Australia. Say, every time they were in the pits, I was holding my breath. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and same with Ferrari, which we'll get to. But I was just waiting to send. I had a meme ready to go i had it in the group chat and i was gonna send it it's the one with all the clowns on the pit wall of ferrari you know that's like my favorite the ferrari meme it was from 2020 when they were awful i was getting ready to send it because i thought oh no they bungled it because max got by him because he pit a lap earlier they blew it but it never came true. all right so all right in my in my defense i am uh, i am one for two i said that Haas blows both bahrain and <laughs> australia <laughs> I said, I said they wouldn't blow hey, Bahrain. They've been there. You know what? No though? You know what though? I put Haas ninth. Okay. In the constructors championship, which is not done yet, but uh, that's closer than any of you guys put them at 10th. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, I, I think it can't, it can't be understated that this was a massive weekend it for really Haas. Was. I am it, elated for them. It's that's a awesome. testament to how last season went because you remember they kind of admitted, yeah, we're just punting this season. We don't really care about where we finished this season and that car was a dog and they never improved it, which never meaningfully improved it. I think they had some small stuff here and there, but uh, turns out it did. And it also is a testament to the new balancing rules, right? Because you remember that Haas has the most wind tunnel time out of all of the teams by way of finishing dead last in the constructors championship. You think that didn't have a lot to do with old Kevin Magnuson putting that car in P5? Uh, Dylan, I'm telling you, I think it did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an improved car. It's, it looks like it's a really well-balanced car. Like, mm-hmm. they, it doesn't look dicey at all. It looks stable on the straights. Mm-hmm. It looks smooth in the corners. It's just a good car. And, I, you know, I think as the season goes on, I think some teams with bigger budgets will outdevelop them, and they'll kind of fade a little bit as the year goes on. But I think early on they're going to be competitive at the in the midfield, you know. I think I think just two weeks of this, by the way. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt them. I think two weeks of this, by the way, is going to be enough to like latch on what seventh or eighth place already. Ain't ain't no team, you know. I don't think what Alfa Romeo is going to get this kind of points haul. I will say that I have. I don't think Aston Martin's getting this. I I think (laughs) I think I'm going to have to disagree with you on the Alpha count. Okay. All right. Well, in the opening uh, stages, Martin. we'll say yeah, Aston, Aston Martin. Oh yeah, Aston Martin. Anything Mercedes powered right now is not doing well. Stop Ferrari right. power. Yeah, that's the other thing. The theme I wanted to bring back up because uh, there are a couple that I noticed with the race. First and foremost, like I said before, that you can fight back real hard, and the, yes. the racing is a whole lot closer. The second thing is that Ferrari power is back, and yeah. it is back in a big bad way. It is up Legal. and down the grid, and it well maybe. Maybe. Well, <laughs> I, I, but never I'll presume anything. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I don't care. I want them back. I think that seeing all those teams do well is fantastic. Um, and I am, I, I am over the moon with how competitive this year is going to be. I, I think that Tim, you said something earlier about being a Tafosi this season. Yep. And all I can ask is, how is your favorite baseball team, the New York Yankees, doing? Uh, 
you know, I, are are you a big Buccaneers fan? Have you been that way since Tom Brady joined the team? Do, do, you, do you mean my St. Louis Cardinals who still can't seem to sign a shortstop? Oh, no, no, no. You are a Cardinals fan. Of course not. You're, the Cardinals aren't, you know, winning 100 games. So you don't know. You're a Dodgers fan, I think, too, because Ooh, you just you just yeah. said you're rooting for the Tifosi. You're, you're rooting for Ferrari. Ooh, fan whore. That's what you're saying I am. That that That's hurtful. Tim. Tim. What? Tim. Hey. You threw your hat behind McLaren like three years ago when it was really trendy. And now you go, ooh, Ferrari. <laughs> Ferrari's really shiny right now. Let me abandon abandoned poor McLaren when they debut a pretty trash livery and start finishing in the back of the field because oopsie doodles, they had a step back as any team is wont to do. Let me go root for literally the team like that everyone hates. They're the Dodgers, dude. They're they're we're going to spend money and we're going to be arrogant about it. And you know what? <laughs> oh, we uh, also rally. Here's the problem. All right. Here's the you're getting dentist. You're getting dentist. <laughs> All right. Ferrari is dentisting all of us. Are you familiar with getting dentist? Is this? Do you watch? Do you watch? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I I did back when I was in college and got stoned too much. Let me, let me walk. Let me walk you through. It's still a great show. (laughs) It's so good. Let me walk you through this. All right. The dentist system. Wait, wait, are you Ferrari? Are you able to get all this out before your Wi-Fi craps out because you live in a wasteland that is Minnesota? Try and deflect. Try and deflect. This is all deflection. He, does, he is holding a don't... tennis racket. Can... Yeah, I know, right? I can hear him strumming been... every once in a while. I was just saying, you've, been... you've hit the wall a couple times with it. Yeah. Like, Tim. I'm having fun. <laughs> uh, okay, so look, look here. All right, Ferrari. Most championships of any, any team storied history. If you ask a child to paint a race car, he will paint it red. He, they have D. They have demonstrated their value. E. They engage physically. Okay. They have the tifosi. They have the physical masses showing up and creating this beautiful kind of tapestry of what a Ferrari fan is. In they nurture dependents. We couldn't work, root for any other team. No other team has the history and the meaning of Ferrari. In they're neglecting you emotionally. Twenty twenty. <laughs> I they have inspired hope now with a one-two to start the season off in Bahrain. And what does that mean with the S? They're about to separate entirely. You're getting dentist. You just they just inspired hope. Uh, I'm sorry, I dozed off. What? <laughs> I, he doesn't Honestly, like that I'm coming for him, Dylan. You know I'm right. You yep. know I'm right. Okay. In my my season prediction, I have them finishing third in the constructors championship. Uh, that's where I believe mine was as well. <laughs> and I have Charles uh, third in the drivers championship. Uh, I, uh, I'm just gonna say I'm a fan of the McLaren after completion, the Max system. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm I'm going to push through. Uh, okay. Cuz cuz I think we're all just a bit at the end of a long day. Uh no, I am not giving up on McLaren. I just mm-hmm, had two teams mm-hmm. this year. Oh yeah. <laughs> Carlos Sainz is I'm not giving up the Patriots. I'm just I have two teams this year, the Patriots and the Buccaneers. <laughs> no, last year, my, my second team was Aston Martin. They broke my heart too much. Uh, so this year, I'm like, Ferrari came out with a cool yeah, design. How do you feel about Haas? You want to throw him onto the teams that you've always rooted for list? No. 
So, cause, cause I'm not the one sporting a lanyard that, uh, I had to be ashamed of because all of a sudden it was aligned with a war criminal. Okay. So. Uh, look, look, look. All right. I'm going to tell you right now. All right. When I first bought that lanyard, all right. I had, I had only been to a mere Indy 500 and Dylan came at me up. I buy that lanyard I was at a racetrack. We've a met professional dog. race drivers. Uh, we started this podcast. I'm a prof I work professionally in racing now. Uh, that is a good luck lanyard, and I will hear no arguments. For everyone but yeah. the people of Ukraine. That checks out. <laughs> it's good luck. It's, it's it's not a red, white, and blue one, though. It's, hey, it's, it's old Haas. It, it's well, K-Mag era Haas. Luke, here's the, here's the thing, bud. Haas, Gene Haas is Gene Haas, and he got into bed with not only William Story, but also Dimitri Mazepin. So... Uh, I, do do we luck. need to start going over Ferrari's that lanyard, sponsorship that, history? That lanyard is is good luck for everyone but the Ukraine. We, we're, okay, you know what? Fine. fine. That I'll Russian money it. built a it. sweet race car, though, and then <laughs> yes, they kicked him to the curb. <laughs> and, you know, hey, you threw know what? Them away that's, like that's, the that's a patriotic team. That's a patriotic team, okay? They came in. They said, hey, yes, give, give us money. <laughs> okay, we have something. Okay, you're of no use. They robbed. Russian billionaires is what they did. They stole their money and didn't give them the product. And that's why Haas oh, is actually no. patriotic. Oh no! Say it ain't so that someone finally fleeced the Russians. Yes. So they that is why Haas is worth rooting for. Okay. Well, yeah, that I'm sure there are some American politicians too who can probably lay claim to that. But anyway. Okay. All right. What um, else do we? Who else do we have to talk about? Alpha. Uh, Mick, yeah, Alpha. Botas, Botas and how about Guan Botas Yuzhou? lining up right next to right next to Good Lewis Hamilton him. and he goes and they're like you're lining up right next to Lewis and he goes I've had a bit of experience with it <laughs> or I I really wanted him to pull out his Heineken and say traditions traditions <laughs> Tra traditions uh but no he he looked good all weekend it was kind of a tougher race for him he had a bad start um but I think that it's a it was a big statement of intent. The big question mark was Guan Yu Zhou and how he's going to adjust to the field. Tw uh, he got one and a half thumbs up. Honestly, I, he wasn't bad. No, you know he had a pretty good little scrap with uh, Fernando Alonso. We'll add um, that to the list of things you were wrong about because I believe you, me, and Ryan, and I'm sure Dylan, you were you had the same thoughts. I was like, I don't know if I can get too excited about him. I just don't see um, the history there to get thrilled about now i'm like gosh dang it he got points in his first race especially with alpha and yeah. i thought alpha was going to be bad i thought both i thought both alphas were going to have uh, mechanical problems but they were yeah. rock solid yeah it looked really good but uh i was thrilled for him botas obviously i'm glad for him i think they're going to progress pretty well this year um you know from here so that's awesome haas obviously did well we have alpine to talk about unfortunately they came quiet. out they can were i just very say quiet. solid yeah, can I just say Alpine? They're a little quiet, but this is not really in terms of their racing performance. It is a brand failure, that pink livery, okay? Because every time I saw that pink livery, I didn't even think that it was Alpine. My brain said, that's Force racing India. point. Yeah, that's no, for that racing Force point. India. That's Force India, right? That's Force Point Racing I, India. I really, every Martin. shot I saw the pit wall, I expected VJ Malia to pitch up, and I right. got actively excited. Because I, I literally, that guy's I'm watching, hilarious. When I'm watching, you're not wrong. When I'm watching an Alpine car, I forget that that company exists because of the pink. Well, how we, like good how news. Much of, it's only for two races. 
it's only for two races until BWT. It's like it's like a disease. It will slowly consume all cars. We will stop. We will not stop until we have an all pink grid. Between them and Auto Nation, I think it's Auto Nation and IndyCar. Oh Whenever my gosh! They have, yes. When they sponsor like six cars in the field, it's just all pink. It looks terrible. Well, and it's always the same. It's like pink and black, black and pink, pink and black, black, pink and white, Daring, white pink with a touch of black. And it's like, oh my God, stop it. it. Yeah, it's not good. But I think that is the Otmar Safnauer effect. He brought more money into the team. Obviously, they ditched Aston Martin. So that was kind of their like, that's our guy. We're going to go with him. Um, and, you know, it was kind of an anonymous weekend on the F1 TV pro feed, which I think is the old Channel 4 guys from the BBC, mm-hmm. if I'm honest, because David Coulthard was out there and that was kind of fun. Um, but, you know, anonymous weekend, they were pointing out, you know, if the if this is all the performance you have, how long is Fernando Alonso going to stay motivated? Um, I will say I did text Dylan this uh, drive to survive wronged Fernando Alonso. <laughs> That was an abs. That was the mugging of the day for me because that, you know, they went into the whole episode. They talked about Ocon winning in Hungary, and you know they set Alonso up perfectly. He was like, I, you know, it's my responsibility to help these new guys. You know, I, I want to take pride in the team. This is where I won my championships. I, I love that. I love it here. Would have been great to be like show the old maestro, you know, really taking it to uh, Lewis Hamilton for ten full laps in a far inferior car. Um, and instead they just like, and then Lewis Hamilton comes up and it's like the thing with Alonzo never happened. It was some of the greatest driving I've ever seen. And they, they wronged him. So I won't forgive drive to survive for that. You're, you're in season four of drive to survive and you're just now in the unforgivable phase. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, I, yeah. So Alonzo just seemed, he didn't really seem in it up here all that much. It just, he had a, he didn't have the greatest car and he just kind of rolled over and let him let the guys like Yuki Sonoda pass. So let's talk. Uh, we talked Yuki Sonoda, right? So what yep. else do we have? Uh, we have Mercedes to talk about. Yeah. Mercedes to talk about uh, Lewis blessed. Hamilton. At, hashtag, blessed. <laughs> hashtag blessed. Lewis Hamilton proving that he is the Scott Dixon of the F1. I'm uh, so grid. sick of Lewis Hamilton. You know what I said? <laughs> I am so damn sick. This is verbatim what guy. you said about great Scott guy. Dixon for forever. Listen, uh, but Great guy. The thing is, never met him. I hate him. All right. <laughs> I'm I think I hate what he stands for, but you can't hate him. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I I, I thought I, I, I want to sell 375. Scott Dixon was gonna just pop out of nowhere, drop an RKO on the field. Like damn it, damn it, take it, he did it well, again. But he he lucks into so much, and he, he lucked. He the the thing that he needed. That 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 Mercedes is off. That thing they oh, yeah. are they are way off the pace. So you know that something some miracle is going to have to happen. Um, but I will say that uh, you know the the thing he needed to get a podium was for two Red Bulls, some of the most legendarily reliable cars on the grid, to fail, and it happened. Um, so I I don't even know what to say at this point. He you He's know he's a racer. He's not God's just favorite they racer. fail. Okay is that whenever Perez spun, right? So had Hamilton been closer, had he, you know, gotten DRS and gotten next to him, there's a chance that Perez spins and collects Hamilton, right? But he was just the right gap behind him going into that corner that he just snuck on around. That was, yep. 
God. That was yep. the Scott. That was the Scott Dixon in him. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Lewis is Scott Dixon. So there was that. Uh, George Russell. George Russell was pretty anonymous the whole race. He's uh, anonymous, was, not bad anonymous. He's pretty good, but just anonymous. He was there. Just yeah, he was just kind of there. But that brings us to uh, the men of the hour. Uh, one Charles Leclerc and his teammate Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz was really hard on himself, especially. He was. He was disappointed with the one two almost like like. Uh, a, the, well, not disappointed with one two. He was this. He was like, they're like, good job, mate. P two. That's a one two. And he's like, yeah, just a tough weekend overall. And it's like, dude, you got a one two. You're okay. He holds himself to a very high standard, and that uh, that can be a good thing until it's not. And so I will say that you know I, I was bummed for him, but you know it, it was a good weekend, like for the team. Uh, he didn't do that bad, and I think that mentally he'll be all right. Carlos never starts well. Um, he never starts off great. He always beats himself up and he wants, to, he's kind of that fourth or fifth race of the year. And then he turns on and then Charles has a, has an issue on his hands. Um, that being said, he wasn't too far off Charles pace. Um, and, but the, I, again, you know, so my preferred driver of the two is, is Carlos, obviously. Um, but I don't think Charles Leclerc did anything short of perfection this weekend. No. He handled Max Verstappen like an old pro. Um, he, he, Max got handled. Like, let, let's not make any bones about it. Charles knew exactly what to do with the new car. He knew where to put it. He had a better working knowledge of the new tech, and Max was whinging. So, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did okay, hold on. Demonstrate value. Okay, Red Bull win the preseason testing. Engage <sighs> physically on the start. On the qualifying Red Bull, they're right up there. They're getting it. Nurture dependence. Red Bull, they are gaining behind Charles Leclerc. Neglect emotionally. Let them pass. Let them pass and get them right back. Let them pass. Get it right back. Let them pass. Get it right back. Inspire hope. What's that? Red Bull are going to pull up behind him in the safety car and then separate entirely. I think I think Red Bull got dentist. Is this a dentist within the dentist? <laughs> I, think I think. Is this Dennis? There's your title. There's your this title. Dennis Inception. Ferrari Dennis is the field. No. Ferrari Dennis Inception. Inception. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Dennis Inception. Here, here's here. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna steer into this. You know, I I, I see that you you like this bit. So, Dylan, <laughs> I'm glad I have you on, um, because I am now gonna put it to a vote. Oh, to put the title to a vote? No. Okay. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna call for a vote to remove Ferrari from the wall of shame. Oh uh, I I'd say give me one more race. Give me another, yeah, give me another race because you need to go back and rewatch how bad 2020 was <laughs> because it was bad. Uh, I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant. Everything they, for they Ferrari don't, they don't, after they, Coda in 2019. The they don't get they don't get a slap on the butt for doing what's expected of them, which is to run a competent race program. Just the number of like Mama Mia memes with <laughs> loading the noodles into the handgun. Oh my god! All the memes <laughs> were phenomenal. Salt. The one, yes. the one with a bunch of clowns on the pit wall. The salt <laughs> out of you two. My God. You are are you both hydrating? Are you having I'm a just drink? A okay, toxic look, 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 the salt in your systems is bad for your heart. 
Okay, look, okay. Matt Carpenter grounds into the shift. Oh, God. Ten times in a row. Do He's we not go, our problem anymore. Yeah, Matt Carpenter, good job hitting a single the other way. Or do we just go, finally, the man does what he's supposed to do? Well, the thing about Matt Carpenter, and indeed all players like him, like Carlos Martinez, like... Or like a Ferrari. And, or No, I wouldn't say that. Um, I will say that this is every baseball team has this where it's a guy they hold on to too long mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. you you're just over the experiment like the you're done with and it. ferrari oh fuck like two-face from the dark knight yeah <laughs> <laughs> you've been reading too many comics lately um but no i i think uh i think it's it's a it's time for me at least in my fandom to turn the page and see what happens um, it's something I've never done before. I've never rooted for Ferrari, but 48 I really... hours. They had a good 48 hours. Luke, I called this like a week ago. Oh, congratulations. No, I'm saying like I said I was gonna root for Ferrari this year. It's gonna feel weird and dirty, but I'm gonna I commented do it. on his Facebook post. I he can, did I comment can, on my can, Facebook post. Yeah. yeah, so I'm just saying I'm in it for the for the duration, and I know they're gonna disappoint me. That's part of it. <laughs> I'm going like, to turn the lights off so I can go full evil. Okay, it's like you know going what? To, it's like going to Cheesecake Factory or Applebee's and expecting something. You go in with this magical feeling and they disappoint you every time. You, yet you still do it. Listen, bandwagons are oh fun. My God, I don't care what anyone off says. The lights. Bandwagons are a blast to be a part of. Luke, Just getting hyped over it. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Luke has officially turned off the lights. I'm assuming he's got some big thing coming. Tim. Oh, fuck. Tim. Yes. It is my solemn duty this year to root for my favorite team okay the team that i have always rooted for okay New York Yankees. and i need to and i need i need to root against any team that stands to take down my favorite team okay my favorite team is mercedes haas alfa romeo alpine alfa tauri aston martin williams mercedes mclaren and red bull and i will not stand for any team that gets in the way of the success of those teams. So this year, my support is going behind anybody but Ferrari. <laughs> okay. I, I will cheer only when Ferrari suffers. <laughs> wow. Or Max Verstappen. I, re- I withhold that right. <laughs> you know what? I'm on the opposite. I enjoy when Max wins because... There's a lot of salt when he wins. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. So I was salt. The, I was with everybody in those grandstands when his car failed. I was cheering. I was like, yes. Can I just say how nice it is um, between Abu Dhabi and this one? They kind of crowd mic'd up the uh, they mic'd up the crowds properly. The crowds are back in Formula One for now, and uh, it feels nice to have moments that produce crowd excitement because I tell you what, we've had some sold out crowds in F1 over the last decade that uh, there haven't been the moves to get them to go. You know, (laughs) we've had races like that. And I will Um, say this, it's nice to have that electric crowd, like in the background, man. It totally is. But I, I, I'll say this, the new design of the cars, regardless of how we feel that they may in fact be, old indie cars <laughs> they really uh, are just old they, oh, they they're just hard look to like drive oh yeah, what's that you can make a pass and then that oh, actually, there's, you can there's just counter effect? that pass on the like the next straight what huh. you yeah, make a no. pass and then you just stick with them in the corner and you make another pass who the oh. thunk uh but i will say <laughs> it's literally I will say that 
it looks like there are younger drivers are going to be more used to it because yeah. they've had that in F2. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited to see them go toe to toe because I think we're going to find an all new level of precision driving and our fandom of IndyCar will help inform just how good these F1 guys are. And that Luke is the perfect segue. It is to the XFL 375 in Texas, which didn't suck. It no, didn't it's suck, Dylan. I, I, didn't I, didn't, I didn't get to watch all of it, so I will let you two narrate uh, most of this. While Dude, let okay. me give a background about okay, yeah. why Texas sucks. So they did a repave, right? So Texas, they had to repave because they had drainage issues, right? Where it would rain and then for hours, water would seep through the cracks of the track. So they had to go into like, the bedrock the of the track, yeah. right? And and pull all that out. But um, so whenever they did the repave, they decided to do a really steep banking on one end of the track and then a really flat banking, but a wide track on the other end. And the idea is that it'd be kind of like Darlington in NASCAR, where you have two different sides of the track. And so- Or gateway. Yeah, or gateway. And you have to set your car up differently. And in theory, it was a cool idea. But what happened was that the way that you angle your car into the corner, it makes it really hard to run anything but the bottom in the flat, wide corner. NASCAR was not an exciting product there. And historically, Texas was a really good track for NASCAR and IndyCar. So what they did was they put PJ1 uh, around like, the top it, side. It's a adhesive that's used in drag racing, by the way, that literally like it just, it is, it's literally glue that we use. Yes. That's all it is. It's just glue that you put down. And it kind of worked for NASCAR a little bit, but not really because uh, PJ one is heat activated. So unless it is extremely hot out, the PJ one's not going to give you the desired effect, which is creating a lot of traction. Now NASCAR doesn't do that. They use resin, which, uh, ends up, attracting more rubber. And so you build up rubber on a top side and that ends up working a lot better. And the big downside of PJ1 is that it stains the track. So whenever IndyCar came, they got rid of all the PJ1. They scrubbed, washed the track extensively, but it was still stained. And that meant that the track temperature on the top side was quite a bit higher than on the bottom side. And so when you go into the corner on the top side, carrying the same amount of speed, you lose the rear end instantly. And so it was a complete freight train yeah. for years, but Will Power, that beautiful, beautiful man, <laughs> had the idea a couple of years back to do a special practice session where the cars would all go out there and only run the top side to rubber it in really good. And this year, IndyCar agreed. Uh, coming into this weekend, there was a bunch of different uh, proposed ideas to get the top side fixed. Uh, there's a thing called a tire dragon, which is literally just a bunch of tires on a wagon thing that mm -hmm. just scrape along the track and puts yeah, rubber so down. Yeah, so we call it we call it at the drag ship that we call that a rotator. Uh, it's yes. a very it's the same thing. And what it is is it applies like literal tons and tons of pressure onto usually four to six tires wide, and it rotates those tires in the opposite direction that it drags. And all that does is, just, I mean, it just like scrapes the rubber on the track as hard as it possibly can. But Texas had a like bigger version. I think one track yeah, was, had like a ma massive tire dragon that they made. Yeah, it was huge. It was but huge. anyway, uh, I think six or seven cars ended up going out there for it because some teams didn't want to risk it. So it was a special practice session that they allowed this weekend. 30 minutes before final practice, they would allow six or seven cars to go out there. And uh, they gave them 10 sets 
of tires from last year because they didn't want to make it unfair to the teams that went out there because they would gather more tire data. So they gave them last year's tires, which the rubber um, is, it's comparable. So that means that whenever they put the rubber down on the top side of the track, the, it works in and it uh, complements the this year's tires, if that makes sense. Like you don't mm -hmm. wanna have conflicting rubber getting laid down. So last year's tires, they went out there for 30 minutes and just ran the top side. Afterwards, a lot of the drivers were like, eh, it, you know, the top side kind of worked in, but I don't think I'm going to run up there. And in the first half of the race, that was true. Not really anybody ran up there. But in fact, the first half of the race happened. Because the first half of the race, you texted me like, this is why Texas sucks. It needs to be replaced by Oh, a I was in a meltdown. I was yeah. in a meltdown. I said that they should uh, uh, turn it into a shopping complex. Ladies and, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen listening at home, number one, the narration that you just heard with all the in-depth explanations that made sense and sounded very technical are why Dylan is our intrepid producer. <laughs> this is correct. Um, number two... Luke and I were privileged today to watch uh, Dylan literally feel all the emotions throughout his day of no other word binging, um, and <laughs> he and he's like, "I hate this. This this track this is, is ass. Okay, this well, is let me is let me just say, oh my god, I'm alive. I was already in a poo poo mood because McLaren had an awful day, right? And so I'm like, oh man, McLaren's starting up front on this race right away. Rosenquist has a I think it was a transmission, I think yeah. half shaft they lost. And I'm like, oh my God, here we go. And then award had problems. So both McLarens are immediately screwed. And so I was in such a shitty mood because the, the team that I root for is out in both open wheel series. I was, so I was yeah, so, I wasn't having a good time. I was so gutted to see Daniel Ricardo after the race, like collapse in the bushes. That yep. like, that is just the, the soul crushing moment. And as a fan of the team, go ahead and make fun me for my fandom of mclaren luke uh it, it <laughs> was old. i just knowing what probably is going through zach brown's mind right now after seeing rosenquist and award this is probably the darkest day in his tenure of mclaren yeah so anyways but a miracle happened halfway through yeah i mean well and so <laughs> to get into my text uh there was a couple big crashes right and i'm like this place is going to get somebody hurt because nobody could really run the the top so that like they really fought over the bottom and cars would get loose and there was some big hits and my my series of texts go i hate everything about this race for fuck's sake and then a little bit later i'm like okay now this race rips <laughs> because it got good really fast in the it second did. half all of a sudden that instead of one line it was about one and a half lines so what that means is that not that you could run too wide through the whole turn uh, although you kind of could as they you started entered the, late they, race, it, they were late race, they it. were, but you were seeing that Indy 500 thing where you stick a half wing out outside of the car you're following, allows you to get extra air pressure on the side of your car, and uh, means that you're not losing everything in the dirty air. And I tell you what, that once that started, you're like, oh boy, and I was intrigued because Scott McLaughlin he has arrived. <laughs> Scott yes. McLaughlin has arrived, baby. And it excites uh, me because he's a good dude. And he talked about how hard he was on himself. And he was second guessing himself because he was really, really good in supercars. He, he was he was one of the best ever in supercars. And so for him to make a step to IndyCar, and if it would have flopped, it would have been such a poor career decision. But yeah, he's been doing good. But he he was great today. Turned Jimmy Johnson. Title, title contender. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson. The old uh, NASCAR GOAT. And like... It is so hard for a driver to go to another series 
right? And I, Jimmy Johnson gets clowned on because he's a NASCAR driver. He was washed towards the end of his NASCAR career and he goes to IndyCar and he's been bad, but it's so hard to make the jump to a different series, especially going from stock cars to an open wheel car that late in your career because your mindset and the way you drive is set from decades of racing. So to try to make that transition is almost impossible. But he flexed nuts today. <laughs> he finished dude sixth. Just, dude just plopped it on the table and said, here's what I got. Because he, he got sixth place. Making he was phenomenal dunk- moves on the outside. Dunking on kids. He is going to be a let's factor talk. in the 500. He will be. He will be. I think Scott McLaughlin might be a factor in the yes. 500, to be honest with you. Uh, I, in fact, you know, it's weird. The one guy who has run ovals, uh, one, uh, in, in, in an IndyCar Roman Groshan was actually the worst out of the, uh, out of, out of the Dude, oval newbies. That was Andretti had a meltdown like Rossi yeah. before, basically the moment the flag dropped, Rossi had electrical problems. I think Grosjean mm-hmm. had electrical problems. Um, they lost Andretti gonna Andretti. <laughs> they lost the cars to crashes. It, Bodes yeah, well for their flopped. F1 entry. <laughs> that's the only thing i'm worried about with an andretti f1 entry is you have to figure that out you have yeah. to because you're i think you're, they're stretched too thin i think they are i think they, they just need more people they even um, lost some cars in the 12 hours of sebring they, they yeah. had problems in the 12 hours of sebring their their car uh, had a spin and then i think had issues after that but but uh, anyway so you were talking about moves to the outside Let's talk about the move you'll see again and again and again. Scott McLaughlin leads for like the final 40 laps. Like he he had the lead and all of a sudden he start, they're like, ooh, lap traffic's going to be a factor. Like it was in St. Pete of like a month ago. Oh my gosh. And uh, <laughs> James Hinchcliffe, or yeah, coming up, sneaking behind, sneaking behind. Dylan, take Dude, it away. James Hinchcliffe is Dude. in the announcer's booth. I was going to say that. He, he, he's who was doing it. Joseph Newgarden. Oh my God. So uh, leading, so the final segment of that race, (laughs) the final segment of that race, it was cool because a lot of them were saving fuel, right? So they were uh, changing their engine mapping. They were letting out early. Uh, They were showing like their throttle telemetry and everything. And like, they were not going full throttle at times, saving fuel, saving tires. So towards the end of that run, they were on old tires. They were low on fuel and they were in lap traffic. So new garden, um, would catch him and then they would get into some lap traffic and Newgarden was kind of hitting the traffic at a bad spot uh, that was allowing McLaughlin to get away but then they kind of separated from the lap traffic McLaughlin kind of caught him a little bit but then stalled out and then they caught traffic again and that led us into the final corner final corner Newgarden has coming up coming up he's at about three tenths of a second couldn't make anything work on the back stretch usually usually you don't see it. Usually the backstretch is where you see the final move being put on an empty car oval, right? Because when you think about where the start finish line is, that's half of a straight. Usually your passes on your straights develop and get completed going into the turn, which is past the finish line. So usually you get to the back straight. You're like, Oh no, no, no. I, I thought, Oh, this is done. New garden has the nuts flexes, nuts, plops them on the table. Just says, this is what I'm working with goes to the outside outside carries that momentum and takes it from scotty mac i mean by a, it was fraction such a, of a brilliant move too because he saw that mclaughlin was behind a lap car so he knew that he was in dirty air on the bottom side and so his only chance was to go to the top side in the clean air while mclaughlin has the dirty air and to just get a runoff and it freaking worked beautifully it was such a good finish 
I, I, are you the only one? I think I'm excited about Texas again. Yes. No, I was ready to have the place torn down. And now I think, I think already they're in negotiations to bring Texas back because I yes. think they're getting it figured out. And I, I think now that team saw that running the top line and practice kind of worked. I think that opens the door to a lot of different solutions down the road. So I think they'll probably try tire dragon and then they'll get more teams on board to run mm -hmm. that 30 minutes to session. If you get 20 cars out there doing that, you're going to lay a lot of rubber down and you're going to yeah. have the old Texas motor speedway. Back. Well, and just, just one or two, we don't need pack racing back, right? 2016 prior to the stain, the stain, literally uh, you run a four wide. I don't it's think dangerous. that yeah, it's dangerous. I don't think you back. can do that. That's an indie car has a fantastic product without the need for that. Um, unlike when you see some NASCARs going single file at like Daytona or something, it's like, no, NASCAR needs to run in a pack at Daytona, right? Yeah. IndyCar doesn't need to be running in a pack. Uh, but I'm also excited. You texted this. I think they nailed the super speedway kit. Yes. I, I really do. You texted that. Absolutely. I was watching for it when I was watching the race, uh, on recording and they nailed the super speedway kit. Mm. Indy 500 is going to, uh, it's going to rip this year. What makes a good Indy 500 too is when you are able to pass, but you got to work for it. So in the old arrow kit, it was like pack racing to where there was tons of passing and it was great, but like you didn't the best have to place work to be for was it. second. The best you place to be was yeah. always second. You didn't have to work for it at all. And so in recent years, they've kind of tuned it in where you're able to pass, but you got to set it up. And if you set it up correctly, you can make the pass. And so I think they're going in the right direction with the super speedway package. Uh, I'll be interested Last... to see how the short oval package works at mm -hmm. Gateway. I hope they're able to improve on that because last year it was not as stellar as I'd hoped it would be, but you know, Gateway. Was Gateway, Gateway race is very weird uh, for an oval. I mean, we've talked about it before. A race is really more of a functionally, almost a road course. You just yeah. straight into a hairpin, into a, uh, a sweeping left-hander into a hairpin, right? That's kind of what it races like with that breaking uh, zone. But I mean, I, I just, I hope it does. You don't forget too. We have two Iowa races to run as yeah. well. And that's a short oval kit, if I'm not mistaken as well. So I think, I mean, Indy cars, they're, they're going places. I what, think I... Texas come back. Texas will come back and, and maybe not a long-term contract, but maybe like a keep it moving, keep it moving as IndyCar grows. Uh, it's going to need that track. And I think that the question is, can you run at Coda? I don't know if code is much for this earth. We've said this for like two years. One, yeah. two. They just send a new deal. Yeah. Right? Two. It, yeah. IndyCar needs ovals. Yeah. Because NASCAR owns. Ovals are fun. People they do poop on them, you know, but they're fun. If you just, if you get rid of your bias and you just let yourself enjoy it, ovals are a wild ride. <laughs> they are. And not only that, but like, it's part of the identity. That's, that's what initially drew me to IndyCars. You got to be good on the streets. You got to be good on the roads and you have to be good on ovals. You can't just you know, fart in a jar for five oval races and expect to be the champion. You got to be Scott Dixon and rip on every single one. You have to be a complete driver. Um, Too many NASCAR, poop on it, you know. They do. NASCAR owns like 60% of the ovals uh, that they race on, right? So when you think of an oval that would be available that IndyCar doesn't ride, oh, surprise, NASCAR owns ISC, uh, I think it is. It's either ISC or SMI. I think it's ISC. And they're not going to allow that because IndyCar is making strides, it's making gains. NASCAR, while they have a good pack, well, while they have a good package now, they can see the writing on the wall to where IndyCar wants the 
premier American form of racing is trying to come back for that throne. After yeah. Speaking of NASCAR, did you see that anything about the Atlanta race? No, I didn't. So to set it up, Atlanta just had to repave because their, their pavement was last done in 1997. They and were so drifting they profiled on that it basically yeah. to be Daytona, right? Daytona-esque banking, but on a mile and a half track. And they put the restricted plate package on the cars. And it was one of the most glorious shit shows I've ever seen. <laughs> they, they set the record. NASCAR set the record for one, the most lead changes in a race and the most cars crashed in a race. Okay, not right, crashed right, right. out, but involved in crashes. I gotta go watch this now. It was insane, and it was stupid, and I enjoyed it quite frankly. That's that's where NASCAR's money is, though. They got to be the. I mean, that's where their bread and butter is, right? They're yep. insane. They're stupid. They're glorious shit shows. That's what makes NASCAR NASCAR, right? Glorious I mean, me, shit shows. Yes. What I want to. End, I, I think that's an episode title. I know. <laughs> I want what I want. <laughs> not this want episode, but an episode. Yeah. Wait till Ferrari next weekend. Yes. Oh my God. I want to end on two points. Okay. One, okay. All right. I think that next weekend Red Bull is back. I think Max Verstappen wins. I think this year they're going to maybe have some hiccups, but I think they're going to, I think Max is going to repeat as the champion. I think they'll, they'll be okay. And if not, then I want you to clip this audio and I want you to torment me with it. Two, I have realized what the difference between IndyCar and Formula One to me are. Formula One is like a heavyweight MMA fight, heavyweight UFC fight, right? You're the anticipation, the buildup, like as, as the lights start to go on, you know, and you're getting ready for them to go out, my heart's racing, you know, there's that anticipation. And like in a heavyweight fight, so like in a heavyweight fight, you know, they have so much power, they can just, any, they just touch each other and they go out. But a lot of times in a heavyweight fight, they just gas each other out and it ends up not being that great. So there's weeks of anticipation. Sometimes it's great. A lot of times it's not. IndyCar is like the, the, like the lightweight fight in the middle of the main card. That's just a bloodbath every single weekend. <laughs> you don't necessarily look forward to it as much, but it's just a bloodbath every the, weekend. The, Indy, IndyCar is the fight scene in the middle of Anchorman, the first Anchorman, <laughs> where like just... 80 people show up and they're just gonna, you know, there's grenades, you know, there's hand grenades, there's a triton, there's a man on <laughs> that's 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 IndyCar, right? And it's just complete, or is that is that NASCAR where it's complete chaos? NASCAR's to a different degree, it's like a my dirty pleasure, you know. But like Indy, IndyCar, <laughs> you, don't, you don't admit to your friends you watch NASCAR, you have to no. see like a like a pinkies up IndyCar Formula I, One enjoyer. I don't look up, I don't look forward to IndyCar races as much as I do Formula One races, but every single time I watch an IndyCar race, I'm like, holy crap, that was a phenomenal race. Every single time, it just surprises you. I, I so uh, Dylan, you have a sheet while we wrap up here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say five more minutes, maybe. Uh, you have a sheet of your predictions that you wrote before this race. <laughs> so this is where you all learn that I'm an idiot. Big old idiot. Uh, so my race prediction, uh, race or season predictions. Do, should I say my season prediction or should I, I I'll save that to the end. I want to save oh, that to go. the end so that when I read it, I can laugh at myself because it'll be that much funnier because of how much I missed it. But my race prediction was that, um, Leclerc would get it out of turn one. I, I predicted that there would be a lot of lockups going into turn one based on practice and qualifying. There was a ton of lockups. 
I thought there'd be lockups, mild contact in the mid pack. And then between turn one and two, there'd be at least an incident. Um, I thought that Ferrari would lead early, but get passed in the pits. That almost happened. It almost happened. And I was going to send that meme. I was so excited. Then I thought that it would be a relatively tame race after that with a safety car due to a disabled car. So I had that, right? Uh, and I said, the story of the day will be mechanical failures, which it ended up being, but not in the way that I thought it'd be because I thought the finishing order, well, I'll continue. I thought that uh, Haas would have heartbreak with K-Mag having a mechanical failure. Okay, in, um, your, in your defense, heartbreak and Haas in the season opener is a gimme. Yes, because in Q3, they you'd had be, hydraulic problems. Yeah, you'd be dumb not to predict that in a season opener for Haas. I thought Mick would finish in the points just barely, which he almost did. Uh, I thought Ricardo would have a mechanical, which I mean, he might as well have had a mechanical. Uh, I thought that Lando would pull a decent finish, all things considered. I was wrong there. I thought Sonoda would have a rough day and Gasly would have a surprisingly solid finish, wrong there. And I thought that uh, Aston Martin and Williams would struggle mightily, uh, which... 50%, right? Yeah. I'll, yeah. I mean, yeah. Williams did good. I'd say these, I'd say they mildly struggled, but not mildly. Good, mildly. As good as they could have. Um, I thought the finishing order would have been Verstappen, Leclerc, Hamilton, Sainz, and Perez. So uh, I had Hamilton, right? In mm. third. <laughs> All right. So your season predictions, do you have like a one through 10 for the teams? Or uh, no? Yes. Okay. So, All right. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to copy this. All right, and we're gonna. Oh, do... I have it on a whole bird document. I also have a. I have like. Just email that page. to me so I can paste it into our season predictions. We have, I have a Google and sheet. Then a whole paragraph of why that'd be there... well, and this that is. I do think Dylan's right. I think we put that in uh, the formation lamp vault, and we <laughs> wait to roast him with it at the end. Ooh, yep. I like this. Yes, I yes, will yes. email you my prediction. I don't want you to read it. I, I do not read it. Leave it in your email. That way you can read it at the end and it'll be fun. Title it, title it like 2022 F1 predictions so yes. that I can easily search you it. Read it off and roast me at the end. Uh, but I will say the, the order that I think I'll, they'll finish and I'll email this to you. I think, do you want the constructor? Yeah, give me, give me the constructors. Give me the constructors. Okay. Red Bull. Hold on, I gotta hold on. I gotta copy this. I'm gonna put it down here. I can email this to you too. Okay, yeah, so just copy got... paste it. Copy paste it. Sit back and enjoy it. Red Bull. Yeah. Okay. Mercedes. Hmm. Yep. I think Mercedes gets their shit together, son. And the evil empire is back. And I don't want to see it because I like George and his little lips, but <laughs> I'm sick of Lewis Hamilton. And I think and, and Lewis's big lips. He's got luscious lips, man. He is a handsome human being, <laughs> but I want Mercedes to have six more years of pain, uh, you know, because it's got to balance out. Everything's got to be balanced. Like Thanos said, um, number three, uh, Ferrari, Ferrari, number four, Alpine. Alp. Okay. Ambitious. Uh-huh. All right. Yep. Number five, McLaren, which I'm really regretting that now. Uh, we all are number six haas oh you're taking you're taking my haas standing i had the closest of the pin man all right so uh alpha towery okay alpha towery eight alpha alpha nine aston martin and then williams 
well, I can tell you right now, I don't think this is going to bear reality. <laughs> Here's the thing. When I make predictions, I swing for the friggin' fence because- if And you're you wrong get, more often than not. Yes, <laughs> but if you get it right, you look like a genius. And I'm not here. I'm here to gamble, right? If I'm gambling, I'm throwing shit out there. Well, right. there you go, folks. And on that note, I think it's time to end. And put your pants back on. But keep the zipper down because next weekend, F1 is back, baby. <laughs> Gotta have them on quick release. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.